Arg, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, and Kerry Warbis. We are without Matthew Weir this week. Um, Kerry already knows that, but Kerry, um, you told me we've got an audio message from him. We do, yeah. He left a WhatsApp audio uh, at, from Porto Airport. Yeah, he's he's got the light. He's um, in between smug photos and videos of him gallivanting around his mm-hmm. um, coastal idyll. He he also likes to keep us up to date, you know, even when he's lounging <laughs> around an airport. So let's hear this. All right, you two. So I'm sat in Porto Airport now, just waiting for my flight to Barcelona. I've, uh, I've gone up as far as Thursday's episode. God, uh, I don't know. Good luck with this one, guys, really. Um, Helen, absolutely odious, just passive aggressive, horrific tantrum at the beginning of the week, and then she decides to kind of play the, the moral concession card at the end. It's like, well, you, you caused this entire situation yourself, and nobody gave a shit about it, not even your own kids, who you were projecting your uh, neurosis onto without actually even asking them in the first place. Um, the Ruby storyline, uh, showing Justin's um, his uh, his emotional side, also his fallibility with the cross country course, isn't it? Because he'd he'd kind of turned it into some Hunger Games style spiked trenches and razor wire. I think it would have been better if they'd have left it like that. Um, disappointing, but yeah, also showing the. He realised he cocked up there. Biggest disappointment of the week, biggest shock of the week. Not at all surprised that Oliver reads The Spectator, but I am disgusted that Jim re- nips into it. Unless unless he's drawing cocks on all the Tory twats in it, then I'm down with it. Other than that, uh, good luck this week, guys. Good luck. Oh, Kerry, he's done it for us. Is there any need to do a podcast? Well, I think so, because I disagree with some of what he said. Oh, okay. Well, let's have an advert, and then you can tell Matthew I f***ing bellend. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, Kerry, maybe maybe Bellend is a bit too strong. Uh, you mildly disagree <laughs> with a few of Matthew's points. Please do tell. Well, he says that Helen was odious and caused it all herself, but I, I actually agree with Helen. <laughs> yes, that's awful to say, isn't it? But I, I would have been a bit pissed off at mm. the um, stained glass windows proposition of just two of the great-grandchildren being represented in St. Stephen's. I don't blame her for kicking off about that and having a bit of a strop and a sulk and it not sitting right with her. However, I do think maybe Peggy's going to go, well, of course, I didn't just mean those two. I'm going to have star 
fucking things for all of them. <laughs> Something like that. I think she might play, you know, like she does this sometimes, doesn't she? Get, she plays a trump card and just goes, no, it will be for all of them, but different ones. First of all, kudos on a fantastic Peggy, as always. <laughs> <laughs> always tickles my funny bone. But um, I, I mean... I don't. I don't. Re- I do. I do see why Helen was irritated. Like, mm. it, you know, you your children are incredibly special to you, and you want you know you want them to get the best out of life. So to see a a cousin being lifted up like that, you know, might be a little bit difficult. But then, but then also, whose family isn't you know is consistent or doesn't sort of like you know um, sort of bend with the wind and behave kind of quixotically. I mean, it, maybe the kind of like the meet, the happy middle ground is this. Helen had a point, but being Helen, she completely f***ed it and was massively over the top and sort of like unnecessarily dramatic. I don't think she was that over the top and dramatic. What you describe to me how she was over the top. She kind of flat, she kind of left the room. Okay, so that's not over the top. She didn't <laughs> confront anyone. She just to, sort of, to call Lee. Yeah. yeah. Then Tom heads after her. I'm just trying to remember because I'm having to sort of claw, claw back through the kind of the um, <laughs> the Maya, the Narnia closet of shite <laughs> that is um, this week. Um, so to find the ice queen that is Helen at the end. And yeah, so um, so she's gone outside. Tom has gone after her. Oh, t- Helen, you seem to be a little bit upset. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, Tom, I am upset. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it wasn't that bad. Maybe it's just, maybe what's happened is me and a few other people, Matthew included, are projecting too much of our intense dislike of that odious family onto her. I hate Helen. Yeah, I hate, I do hate Helen, definitely. But Tom, when she slipped outside, said to her, um, well, you know, you don't get twins very often. They're really special. (laughs) Uh, Don't spoil it for us, will you? That was a bit clumsy, though, wasn't it? Saying, oh, twins are a bit special because, you know, I mean. Of course. And she didn't lose her shit. She just, saw, she she was relatively calm, I think, and mm. then um, realised and, and actually ended up persuading him to go ahead with the, you know, it all turned on its head, didn't it? And said, oh, no, don't abandon a church, the church window. You're right. This is definitely just a boy who cried wolf situation, isn't it? Helen, after decades of being insufferable, has behaved normally or reasonably, and we're all mm. just jumping onto her because it's just kind of a, a Pavlovian response. What What is up with Peggy? What Why does she do this? Why does she chuck these sort of strange things into the family and just sit back and sort of watch them all sort of freak out (laughs) yeah like um like in clash of the titans when the gods have those chess pieces and they're moving them around and then back on earth everyone's or when they're looking down onto like a pool of water you know like and they're looking down onto the earth and just sort of watching my great-grandmother was married um her husband died my great-grandfather and he was like the last of a limited pension pool. So mm. he had a perfectly normal job. But the company, the when the, the, the pension pool was restarted, and so there was just like five or six widows who were peculiarly getting larger and larger amounts as the pension pool wound down. So my great-grandmother, towards the very end of her life, had a ridiculous disposable income and, and spent a large amount of it on gambling and strange um, horse racing paraphernalia. She was like a cut-price queen. So behind her... In her room, she had this enormous statue of desert orchid. So she had this huge TV, oh, piss-soaked 
wing back chair. I'm at piss sex, probably a bit unfair. This big wing back chair, and then <gasps> massive statue of desert, desert orchid behind her, behind her, like one half scale desert orchid. So that's what she did with her money and time. Oh, Peter, that's absolutely extraordinarily fabulous. She was a wonderful woman. The rumor in the family was she was a white witch okay. that she could cure your ills. Yeah, uh, where's this leading now? Well, anyway, the point is, is that, you know, that's what my great grandmother decided to do with her massive disposable income and time. She Mm. spent it all on the GGs and absolute shite. Mm -hmm. Peggy has, you know, either, you know, Peggy should just keep herself to herself. You know, like spend it on cat collars or, I don't know, or kind of Sforsky crystal um, donkeys or something. I don't know anything, but rather than just torturing her family. I know. And all this sort of like Tony later in the week was like, oh, she doesn't mean anything. Or was it? It could have been Tom. They're the same, really, aren't they? Mm. Stupid. Um, You know, she doesn't mean anything by it. Um, She's trying to be nice. She did have a hard life. Oh, it was Tony. Because then Pat said, yeah, but, you know, I can almost understand why she was horrible to her own children. (laughs) But her great grandchildren... Mm. Uh, give me a break, you know. Why is she messing with everything? I mean, I think she's going to come good because the, she's going to cark it soon and they can't let her disappear being a really sort of hated, toxic person, can they? This is like how the uh, uh, the newspapers have to keep on rewriting obituaries. They're kind of constantly mm. having to reframe Peggy in the village just to remind you she's there before inevitably. I mean, no offence to the lovely June Spencer, is Of course, name? yeah. But, um, you know, if you're 100, you probably haven't got more than another five or six years left max. So Yeah, yeah. well, my great-grandmother, um, she lived to 111. What the what? Yeah, in Essex. Well, good news, Warbis fans. That was on my dad's side of things. Yeah. God, just a second. So you're, um, let's not be too indelicate, Kerry. Um, let's not let's do approximate. There's going to be another half a century of um, the cider <laughs> shed. another Inman. 20 years for me. Yeah. <laughs> No, she she was uh, quite remarkable, and uh, I think at the to- at some point she was the second oldest person. I don't know if it was on the planet, but maybe in this country, anyway. What? And her secret, she said, because I asked, we had a hundredth birthday party, and she got the telegram and all of that. She got so many bottles of spirits, I have to tell you. And she did say that the secret was a hot toddy at night. Uh, of some sort of spirit or other, she still had her own allotment. Uh, when on her hundredth birthday, she was still tending her own allotment. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So there you go, everyone. Don't be like me, all boring and um, sober and on the wagon. Be like Kerry's family, <laughs> hot toddy, <laughs> hot, toddy, hot toddy, hot toddy, and digging. <laughs> and as I, I was her great granddaughter, and she didn't make a bloody star stained glass window for me in some Essex church. A kind of Christ the Redeemer style size statue of Kerry Warbis <laughs> across the uh, which river would it be? Which part of the world was this, Kerry? Well, Essex. So I don't. I'm not sure. Thames, great big Cockney statue of Kerry Warbis straddling the Thames. I did ask on Twitter how much these stained glass windows are likely to be costing oh, our Peggy. You're so detail-oriented, it's ridiculous. Well, I'm interested, like, is it, like, you know, 500 quid? Is it 20 grand? You know, I just wanted a bit of a... And someone came back with a really um, knowledgeable-sounding 
answer because they have links to a church, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was at least 1500 to 2000 That sounds cheap to me, but, um, you know, not, not cheap. Sorry, it doesn't sound cheap to me. Not, it's not like I've got 1500 quid knocking around to build Cyrus a stained glass window. Mm. But uh, it, that does sound significantly less than I would have guessed. Yeah, I didn't ask the size. Maybe that was for one that's like a postage stamp. Or something. It's for twins, and twins are very special, so it's quite bright, but quite big. Mm. So, Kerry, rather pretentiously, while we were warming up for the show, I was um, uh, wanging on about themes of forgiveness. I felt mm. like this was the, was the theme for the week, and you mm. kind of like gasped, I think, half at what a twat I was being and also half at the <laughs> sort of not instantly sort of agreeing with me. But then I sort of I, I felt like I made quite a good point, didn't I? Sort of, you so, did. You have um, you have Adil and Oliver winning over the village. You have um, Tracy starting to warm to Oliver, mm-hmm. and then you have, have Tom forgiving Helen, which we have uh, uh, talked about in some detail. And Linda, and of course Linda forgiving Adil. So Linda, you know, Linda has been obviously the vehicle for us all. You know, she's been kind of the uh, uh, you know. Uh, the representative of the audience in the village doubting Adol, can he be trusted, mm. all this sort of stuff. And then there she was today, very Linda-like, claiming all the glory. Yeah, I mean, it didn't take much, did it? You know, he was on that microphone, sounding like Liz trusting that pork markets joke. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'd known Scottish dancing was such fun, I'd have come in my kilt. Tilt's head looks weirdly at camera. Very uh, quick, very quick side thing. Absolutely fantastic, smashing to pieces by Kay Burley last night. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, so good. Anyway, thank you, Kay Burley. But in the tiny chance that you're listening, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Lin- yeah, Linda, Linda, just what was it? Just a few sm- smooth words. There was a bit, wasn't there, where he was like, um, she was like, well, it's easy to say it, isn't it? And he's like, of course, those are just words. Yes, that was quite well done, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, weird that there were questions pitched. You know, Mr. Smithers was interested in the adventure park, apparently. Yeah. Oliver was fielding that question. Linda stood up, asked a question. You say we, you will employ local people, but how can you guarantee that? What a great question, Linda. And then it was loads of corporate crap came back from our deal then about, you know. Sorry to reuse an old joke, Kerry, but you're quite the... Um, um, what's it? <laughs> Mike it's, Yarwood. Mich- Michelle Yarwood. <laughs> yeah. I really am not. But yeah. why didn't anyone say who the f- owns the 60%? Yes, this was mentioned on Twitter and I thought of you. Um, um but I didn't want to poke the bear, so I, I just left it well yeah, alone. I'm sorry. It, 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 yeah, I, but the thing is, I now get pleasure from the fact that they are winding you and Matthew up something chronic. Because <laughs> it's basically the whole time we've done this show, you and Matthew have become managed to find these things that get you more and more worked up. And it's basically a complete <laughs> ro- role reversal of our personalities. In real life, yes. you and Matthew are the chilled out ones who just kind of cruise through life, you know, like having fun. And I'm this absolute maniac of stress who's about to kind of like <laughs> thermonuclear and explode. And then when it comes to the archers, I just couldn't give a f- anymore. Yeah, that's very true. You two are getting more and more wound up. What? Why? When's someone going to fall down those f- stairs? Oh my god! Yeah. Like this. Oh my god! What does this mean? It means that you two have a balanced existence and um, are trying to find some kind of uh, equilibrium. 
Yeah, we're sort of we're sort of nicer in the real world. Superficially <laughs> nicer in the real world. Yes, that's, that's I'm right, joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Um, it was good that Roy uh, picked up, didn't he? That he well, he mentioned about the Caroline Sterling bar that there's going to be. That was a yeah. nice nod to. Um, and Ardell was like, well, yes, the strong foundations are at the heart of everything we'll be doing. This all just feels like a very quick turnaround. You know, it's only about a month ago that he was evil personified, R. Ardell. There was a few sort of hints at the scale of this thing, wasn't there? There was like, um, you know, mm. it's the first time I've launched an intergalactic brand in a, <laughs> in a, a in village a shed. Hall. Yeah. And then also, um, oh, well, you know, we scoured universes to try and try and find one, you know, like that, that could accommodate our dreams and hopes. And then it was, you know, then wanging on about, um, mm. uh, you know, the sort of culture of Borsitcher. Again, very specifically, he said Borsetshire, didn't he? It wasn't just Ambridge. It was Borsetshire. It's tying in the whole county. That's how yeah. how big this is. So, I mean, it's going to be dominating for a long, long time. I mean, you can, mm. you, you can see why it is quite a useful plot device. Yeah. And, and Tony was reflecting on the meeting, wasn't he? Going, the luxury of the place. And <laughs> um, I liked Tony's little thing before they went into the meeting. He went, I hope there'll be food. That was quite funny. And the restaurant is going to be amazing. And Linda noticed that there, it blew her mind there would be no reception area. Yeah. You imagine it'll be like one of those Amazon shops where you just walk around and it kind of like, you know, there are AI, no humans. Yeah. AI scans you. <laughs> Yeah, or, uh, you'll be all you know as you walk as you um, are whisked up and down the kind of um, gold-plated travelators to the um, to the main um, food hall. You'll be able to see the you know Borsetshire locals toiling in the organic fields in the distance. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, where will they be working then? These locals. Yeah, uh, but he did say that all of the food would be sourced from Grey Gables land and yes. local. Uh, what's it um suppliers or something didn't they so are they actually making a i was gonna say vegetable patch that's not the right word but you know a, a, a home garden a farm yeah yeah a, there is it was it was it you know um farm to plate sort of stuff yeah. that um do you remember he did the tour of kirsty's um wet swamp area <laughs> and um oh kerry farm to f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. them too isn't it <laughs> <laughs> they'll get there eventually but yeah so um well, although there was rumors he was already touring Kirsty's wet swampy area wasn't there mm. yeah i wonder how that's getting on he's yeah. been out for the night but yeah so uh, mm. he was saying to um he was trying to borrow some ideas wasn't he what was it like a a, a, a pond like a giant um, oh yes the wild pond that's the one so mm. you know it's going to be a fairly cramped space isn't it if it's like you know some it it's half it's turned into a farm. You've then got rewilding projects going on. <laughs> Massive pond. An adventure park. Yes. It's a lot bigger than I thought it was. Uh, who is Mr. Smithers anyway? Uh, I mean, uh, if Matthew would definitely have got in 15 um, uh, Simpsons, Simpsons jokes. jokes by now. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Whale on. Yeah. We played um, Simpsons Cluedo the other night. That was Ooh. good. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it was good. Better? I like the traditional one, I've got to say. Mm. Yeah, you can't beat the Colonel Mustard. And I played Space Risk once and I felt dirty. It wasn't right. <laughs> Space Risk. 
space risk. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. You could go to space. That was the. That was the. You know, it was just. Oh. It was way too complicated, and um, mm. uh, uh, um, I threatened to hit a friend. But anyway, mm. let's move on. Um, <laughs> what about speaking of silly old gamey type things? The um, I thought it was a bit weird that the con- cross country course, no one has noticed it's all been done wrong. Until they went, oh, is this supposed to be the first fence? You're not saying this is the second fence with the tight bend and no one will be able to do that. Have they not looked at it ever until until Sunday? Well, I mean, apparently Justin and a mate can sneak out with a spade and pretty yeah. much overnight um, flip the whole thing. Mm. I mean, have you ever seen an eventing course? I think that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, no, I haven't, apart from on the TV. Uh, I do remember seeing them in the countryside when I was a kid. They're not that impressive. Like it's not like um, it's not like when you watch um, the Olympics and they have those mm. kind of uh, um, you know sort of like faux castles and sort of like you know. Oh yeah. There are some there are some big sort of like dips and features, mm. but I mean, I just I, I, maybe, maybe things have changed since um, since I was a boy, and maybe I've got a shit memory, but. But it did show, like, Shula was the health and safety goddess, wasn't she? Mm. Um, and saying, is is the designer properly accredited? And then uh, they did say, have you changed something, Justin? He's like, not to my knowledge. Absolutely bullshittingly lying. And then within the next five minutes said, oh, actually, I did change it all. Sorry to be paranoid, but do you think that's a little dig at the Conservatives? Justin is an avatar for the Conservatives, just mm. to do that so bare, you know, just to lie so barefacedly, and then when caught, barely even apologise yeah. or acknowledge it. Is Shula K. Burley? Who would Shula be? <laughs> no, this, do you know, even in the world of British politics, there's no one shit enough to be Shula. Mm. Um, Suella Braverman, she's got a stupid name like um. No, but is it Shula. the interviewing lady? Oh, Kay Burley. No, because I like Kay Burley and I'd, I'd quite happily see him. Um, you know, anyway, we should, um, it seems we're talking about Shula. She might be effing off. Lillian was trying to talk at her. Both oh. Alice and Lillian, both ends of the week, have said, you know, you should go off and do this course. Yeah. Will it be Holland? Will it be a tough inner city, northern place? And uh, Alice said, oh, they both sound like you. They don't at all, do they? No, Shula in Amsterdam. No, 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 no. That does not sit well. And in um, in a city, tough, gritty northern situation. I think Alice just like, oh, because you're such a good listener, you're bound to do well. I don't think she is all that. I've said this before, but is it a tease, Peter? Is she going to go? I don't like it when they do this because it's too much. Some of these writers, so someone like Kerry Davis, he might understand. He, he'll have been writing Schiller for years, and it seems unlikely that he likes mm. her. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know the man. I have no idea what he's really like. But it's, mm. it seems implausible to me that you could have extended contact with um, Schiller, whichever side of the writing table you're on, and uh, and still have any affection for her. Yeah. So So it must be one of the new writers who's writing this. And they just don't know the audience. They don't know how much damage Shula has done to us. Years of listening to her kind of mediocre, vanilla, Middle England mm. warbling. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And being a bit of a victim and go, oh, I just don't oh, know what to do. I just don't. 
I just can't make any decisions about anything without having a right old panic about it. How are you going to sort out people with real problems? She's definitely, definitely 100% a racist. Ooh. Anything new, anything different, she kind of immediately shits the bed, right? Mm. And I just sort of, like, just her, she's never left Ambridge. She, mm. Has she left Ambridge? I mean, people will let us know that she's done well, I don't X, care. Y, and Z. I know what I not, believe. Not that I can remember. <laughs> but that says nothing. <laughs> I just, I just, feel, I just feel like she's so sort of like she's just part of this kind of very sort of homogenous Middle England culture that's mm. got no sort of desire to look outward. And I, by the way, that's not me. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to put down hmm. put down Britain. I'm trying to put down a very specific kind of yeah. daily male, little England perspective that Shula kind of sums up for me. And it's probably all my prejudices, probably all in my head, that I can't imagine her doing she's definitely the sort of person who will say one thing in the pub and then in the in the voting booth do something in you uh, yeah. get a big tick. And I think there's also something a bit it does sticks in my craw about her the do-gooding aspect, which this sounds awful, doesn't it? Someone who perhaps wants to actually do good, but that do-gooding um, persona, it really smacks of oh, the missionaries, you know, going and civilising people and that sort of thing. Mm. I, I just don't think she's got the empathy to put herself in the shoes of the people that she'd be dealing with in the inner city situation no. at all she'll be sort of simpering and warbling to them and then running home and getting upset about things and being all straight like thinking more about herself than them is what i'm trying to say yeah maybe racist is a clumsy way of putting it but just yes yeah, sort of like it's the it, the appearance of doing good rather than actually doing good is kind yeah of what you were getting at and what i what i'm feeling um i had an inner city situation today um Ooh. As is traditional, I went to get my uh, lovely wife and son some fish and chips so they, yeah. they could have that while we're recording this. And uh, a homeless guy that I know saw me in the fish and chip shop, banged on the window to ask for some chips. And uh, I gave him a little nod and I turned around to all of the chips and the fish and chip shop guy was going ballistic at him. Oh, homeless no. guy. So I'm now trapped between the homeless guy who I know quite well and the mm. fish and chip shop man who I know quite well. And uh, I've got to say, Kerry, I, I, I chickened out. I didn't get him the chips. Did you say at all to the chip shop man, it's okay, I know the guy, he's just knocking because we know each other? Yeah, I tried to. I did try yeah. to. But it's my what I ended up, tell me if I'm right or wrong here, I can't tell the man who's running his own business how to run his business. And he was absolutely adamant that this guy should not come in the shop. Oh, you didn't want him to come in? No, they've had previous because he was saying, oh, oh, you know, you're always coming in the shop and bothering my customers. And Oh, I suppose you could have given got him some chips, like, to take out and give him them. Well, no, because the, 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 the homeless guy wouldn't go away to give me the space to work some, you know, work some magic. Uh, oh, no. There you go. So anyway, yeah, I uh, maybe I was a bit of a shuler. I shulered, shulered out and didn't... Um, <laughs> I, what I sort of says is, look, Mr. Fish and Chip Shop Man, I know this guy and I will stand, I will vouch for him and I demand an extra portion of chips. Yeah. Did you did you give homeless man a bit of cash or something? I did or... go home to get some cash for him. Oh, that's nice. So I walked home, got some cash and came back out. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I mean, if you, yeah. I do know him. But anyway, before you feel yeah. too sorry for Mr. Homeless Man, this is the same guy who asked me for a pack of cigarettes the other day and I f- bought them for him as well. 
God, they're expensive, aren't they? About 15 quid or something. Yes, they are very. Because <laughs> I didn't know how much cigarettes cost anymore. So I went into the shop to do my do, to do my good, got the, got the cigarettes, and then I chickened out again. Because what I should have said to the person in the shop was, absolutely no way, put them back on the shelf. Thank you very much. Sorry, Sean, that's his name. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's a, you know, chicken Caesar roll. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Oh, that that is expensive. Anyway. Life on the mean streets that uh, Sheila will never experience because exactly. she will she'll go to some um you know I don't know somewhere else. Well, she'll stay here because she she says things like don't. oh the village won't cope without me. She didn't say those words, but she says something like that, doesn't she? Every time it's like, but how will X Y Z run without? Oh, it's the bloody uh, horsey place, isn't it? And so all this means is she she's going to go. I think. Maybe not for as long as we'd like her to, because she'll have to actually meet someone who hasn't washed or something. And um, Alice will get the gig, won't she? Uh, Definitely. Then Alice becomes the new Shula. Yeah, because Lillian sort of went, oh, let me rack my brains to think <laughs> of some sort of replacement for you. Oh, I can't. I can't. Uh, Alice, I can't, Alice I... gets offered a job in Plovdiv. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> then we have a month and a half of, you know, her being gradually coerced to take the job at the stables. Yeah, I mean, Alice is going to be in there, isn't she? Yeah. All right, then. Okay, well, let's just hope it goes quickly. Oh, and another thing, I just want to say, ha ha, Matthew, whilst we're on the subject of Shula, I said it would be her that they asked to do the naming ceremony. Oh, yeah. For the little ones. Okay, for the, for the sake of our listeners, Kerry, have we got Shula out of our system now? Yeah, I think so. There's okay, nothing so, more to so listeners, say, so. I promise you, I will edit out any further references to Shula. That's it. You're done. <laughs> You've done very well to get this far. Thank you very much. <sighs> Kerry, um, mm. you are, I think a couple of weeks ago, I very bravely stated that there was a, a scenario we were where you could talk authoritatively. And yet again, it's your turn, turn to sh- time to shine. Mm. Someone wanders into your company's packing shed mm-hmm. at half inches bushels of what was it strawberries salad and tomatoes for the quiche sweet ones how stupid uh well clearly she's an idiot isn't she yeah. or she knew she was messing them up or and was being a bit naughty i don't know do you think she's generally an idiot or just specifically an idiot to do with the veg boxes i mean they'd clearly if if they were all packed in boxes you it's clearly silly to tamper with them you know there's going to be a label saying you know warbis 44 you know yeah um lamb shank street or something you know there's <laughs> whatever your address is yeah i struggled with the twin plot in general because oh. it's a bit i don't know it's just like babies yeah. babies it's the cliche isn't it babies and pets they are wonderful when they're yours and they're tedious when they're somewhere else someone yeah. else's kids don't do anything interesting Oh, well, they did this week. I thought, didn't you hear on Sunday that they were like little mini Darth Vader's? What did, did they like have a Foley <laughs> artist? It's like it's that. Cat, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a baby. Sorry, you're, you're Michelle Yarwood. But, yeah, I'm um, sacked. Um, yeah. But they were, didn't you hear, when it was Peggy? But they were really heavily breathing. And then later in the week, they weren't. So I don't know what Peggy's... Um, eau de cologne is but it plays havoc with those babies tonsils so she's it's basically her formaldehyde 
she's preserving yeah. herself in this kind of thick liquor and then the, the, the children are choking on the fumes oh that's just reminded me as well uh the chelsea actress uh madeline yes she tweeted me today because i'd mentioned that we had all or, or one of you two mentioned that we'd done her um growling last week yes and she was like oh my god i love this that we'd all she loved that we had been trying to impersonate her who was best she didn't say <laughs> i think we all know um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah did you th- also the twin thing peter would you say i mean even if it's one newborn and how old are they about a week or something isn't it mm. two, two weeks at the maximum um tom sort of said oh bedtime was tricky there is no bedtime, is there, at this stage? It's milk, sleep, milk, sleep, milk, sleep, milk, sleep. There isn't a bedtime at this point in a baby's life. There are there are parents um, and, you know, people do what they do. I don't want to be judgmental, but they, they think that you can sleep train babies. And what it, what sleep training means is letting the babies cry out. So if that's if you're comfortable with that, that's fine. If you don't like a baby crying itself to sleep, then no, there is no bedtime. That's it. It's binary. Either you train the baby to accept that no one's going to come for, come and get it at certain mm. times a day, or you always go to your baby when it cries, and that's a binary choice as far as I can see. So I, to answer your question, as far as mm. I'm concerned, no, there is no bedtime because if your baby's crying, you go and look after it. You just go and see what's wrong. I think especially that young. Yeah. You know, you might start thinking about putting them in their cot or whatever, or their little Moses basket in a month or two. I'm not saying you just accept it's like, a, um, well, Doug's still shitting himself and he's 23. Well, <laughs> I just don't believe in enforcing, you know, as yes. long as, you know, but just, but yeah, you obviously try and train them, but you're not, you know, but like if a kid's crying and it wants yeah. rocking. Why, why is my 20 year old still wearing a nappy? <laughs> Yes. Actually, Kerry, why is your 20-year-old still wearing a nappy? <laughs> they are not. 20. My daughter, lovely Mimi, whose birthday is next week, She, I took her to WoWo campsite today. Yes. And, you, and we realised before recording that you've been to this campsite. We're both Wowites. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, by the way, big plug to WoWo. If you... Mm. it's all little it's all little muddy brooks i went when we when we first turned up there these children ran out of the woods you can all you can hear is squealing kids so it's like a massive kind of maze that makes field. it sound awful but in, a, in a nice way <laughs> trilling tr- the trilling laughter of children the having middle a class children time. Yeah. yes very middle class children um and then these kids are running out of the woods absolutely caked in mud head mm. to toe like because they're all just rolling around and it's right it's a fantastic place and um what's it called uh uh food vans yeah food vans little did i know that the food vans you'd referred to on your camping trip were the very same ones mimi is going to be enjoying this evening she's got the choice of a pizza van yes adam and ian are running that fish and chips or pie and mash tonight yeah i've had all three and the guys who run the pie and mash van uh, are very nice people Mm. yeah so yeah, she's not in a nappy, and Max is out on a date. So he's—I hope he's not in a nappy. That date's not going to go very well. Harry, <laughs> whatever floats Max's boat, we have to <laughs> accept and you know, and encourage. You know, mm. as long as it's consensual. Um, 
Yes. So, uh, <laughs> um, we, um, I've looked down our list of stuff, Kerry, and I think yeah. we've done quite well. There's a lot of topics this week. We have one, as far as I can tell, one last burning topic to go, and that is the unifying force that is Ruby the dog. <gasps> yeah. How could we forget? Mm. So, uh, well, Denise and Alistair went to the pub, didn't they? And there was scampy talk. Yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, I, I know for most people that probably wouldn't sound that very arousing, but for you must have been kind of like, bloody hell, this is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, God. Trying yeah. to be in a bowl of scampi. I bloody love scampi. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, but Alistair's starting to open up, isn't he, and sort of um, properly, you could tell that she knows he likes her. You think so? Yeah, definitely. This week I have listened, but I, I haven't been able to ever listen, you know, kind of give it my full attention. So I've maybe missed some of the subtleties. So to, to exp- what's your what's your um, evidence? Well, he sort of went, um, they'd had that tricky time with, with the dog and everything. They were yeah. in the pub and he tried, he said, let me buy you dinner and went, um, he said something along the lines of, you know, you're the very best. Oh, you were robbed at that competition yes. thing and you are the very best veterinary nurse i've ever worked with and she was like oh my and i get scampi oh. and she went actually i will have some scampi <laughs> well he he made her blush and and he went he said something like um well that is what i think or that's Harry, what you just I... sounded like the worst sex line ever oh did i oh, well, i will have some scampi <laughs> oh, call 0800 323444 would you like some scampi this evening oh your bread sauce is all over my <laughs> boy have i got scampi for you <laughs> someone out there kerry there's a very niche <laughs> rubbing men, themselves women who are incredibly <laughs> excited right now yeah no it's definitely it's on it's on she knows now she's twigging it's you know moved up a gear uh, we haven't really talked much about Ruby here, but mm. um, Justin is an absolute twat. And he <laughs> might have cried a little bit about Ruby, but Ardu had to prompt him to say thank you. Um, he was shitting himself about Lillian finding out that he was upset. Oh, yeah, he's not... so contemptible. It's, I mean, I, as you know, maybe actually, do you know, what? I'm going to I'm going to make a strong argument for the fact that I'm a proper manly man. And the reason mm. I'm a proper manly man is because I'm not obsessed with being a manly man. Yes. So, I, you know, I am happy to cry. I don't mind admitting I'm wrong. I'll ask for directions. Um, I, you know, uh, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like the, the true values that should more like yeah. a, a person, actually, not a manly man, a, ma- a personally person. But just like it's just just that's far more sexy than someone being like Justin. Justin is the exact opposite of what a man should be, right? He is yeah. he is completely driven by ego. He's weak. He's cowardly. Mm. Um, he um, but he's a bully. Um, he's yeah. He also massively fails the Dunning Kruger test. He's thick as pig shit. Doesn't even realise it. Yeah. Um, all of his interests are sort of quite sort of shallow and vain, self-serving. Yeah. yeah. When he was saying no, 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 I insist you operate now. I'll pay double. I'll pay triple. He really thinks all things are solved by flashing his wad. And I loved how Alistair went. Well, no, because it's dangerous, and we need the blood transfusion to happen. It's like. And and how how Ardil is playing with him is very good. I love it. Yeah, well, I think that the biggest favour 
that well obviously they've obviously done it intentionally but you know um like if he was a the biggest favor that Ardell can do himself if he were a real person is to stand next to Justin the juxtaposition anyone mm. that would shine um by comparison and actually Ardell was sort of quite nice wasn't he the way that he dealt with all of that and also um. quite um quite useful like he didn't he didn't he didn't wait to be asked to sort of make decisions and get involved and yeah. sort of get stuck in and keep if things I, moving if only he didn't sound like he was reading a janet and john book though to about a bunch of six-year-olds yeah that's the only thing i don't i don't disagree with you because i know what you're talking about but it mm. doesn't wind me up in the same way as it does you i quite like mm. him yeah i'm easily wound up mm. another thing i noticed was nothing to do with that jessica the falcon lady <laughs> sent 30 pounds to her goddaughter what is it with sending 30 pounds joy 30 pounds yeah and then um who else was it adam lost his driving license there was another one no uh kenton lost his. oh that yeah. that was the thing wasn't it kenton's dri- kenton's driving license um he was posting it because he got a speeding ticket and jolene didn't know but only found out because of the burning letterbox Mm. but what is it with the sending 30 notes to kids is this a thing that i've missed out this inflation's kicking on pretty heavily then isn't it it was was, you know i used to have a lovely my uncle clive he still is my lovely uncle clive Mm. i haven't seen him in a long time he um he always used to force a fiver into my pocket and a fiver was a fortune Oh. Absolute fortune, and I used to—I used to get so embarrassed, I'd run back into the house and hide it in his jacket. Okay, listeners, Kerry has just um, basically put herself in um, the line of potential legal action from some of my from very Uncle near and dear Clive. relatives. So I've—I've <laughs> I've just had to edit it out. Kerry, would you like to apologise? Sorry, Uncle Clive. Yes. Well, anyway, let's have an advert, and Kerry can kind of try and calm herself down. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Kerry, um, I've been in touch with my family and they have forgiven you. Oh, that's nice. Um, Lots of forgiveness this week. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the theme of forgiveness. So, Kerry, if people would like Mm. to forgive us for (laughs) uh, another, yet another uh, 45 minutes of absolutely barely edited uh, half planned nonsense, where would you touch? Gold. Thank you. Yeah, gold. Um, At the Cider Shed Pod on Twitter is where I hang out. 
yes. uh, please do come and play with me. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to thank two people for their five star reviews recently. There was Evie Marie Con with two N's, beautiful uh, five star review. She's um, she's quite a young listener. She's um, twenty three, and um, so she's uh, been listening since she was quite young. And has just suddenly found us. Poor woman. (laughs) You guys make me laugh an awful lot and have a really nice outlook on society and class, which makes me contemplate each week about what a show like The Archers truly represents. That's nice, isn't it? Well, if you'd heard the unedited stuff that Kerry was saying about my Uncle Clyde, you wouldn't think we have a nice attitude to anything. And... Mask slip, Kerry. I'm sorry. Um, There's no mask. Um, Charlotte... Thank you so much for your five-star review. She has asked, why don't you have a Patreon? Well. She would definitely sign up, apparently. We have uh, jumped through a a series of tiny hoops um, and taken our goddamn time to do it as well. And we have got a Patreon page that will go up over the next week. And next week and next episode, we will um, give you guys the details. And if you're, you know, if you feel like it, Please get involved. Be much appreciated. Yeah. Um, so, Kerry, while uh, I have managed to find, because this is how bad I am, I just I go into auto drive at the end. Mm. I'm just like Kerry, Twitter, and then Matthew. So, do you do you know the Facebook group? I know that uh, the Instagram is at the Cider Shed Pod as well. Yeah, it but, is. I just looked it up. Yeah. But the Facebook is something different. <laughs> Just put cider shed in, you'll find yeah, it. You'll find it. I mean, Matthew yeah. can come back in a couple of weeks and um, and, and on on the podcast um, notes underneath, will there are instructions now as to how to do a five star review of your very own. So please write some words about us and put five stars on those words. That'd be marvelous. Thank you. Yeah, we keep on getting these peculiar little spikes in listenership. Like one time, Matthew went on a. Uh, five live um, to be a Chelsea mm. fan. Um, I don't know if I could be a Chelsea fan in public, but Matthew did it. And uh, we got a massive spike. And then a couple of weeks ago, we got a weird massive spike. Anyway, occasionally we get these huge spikes in listenership. And I think it's just people stepping out of the little sort of bubble of, um, you know, usual Archers fans. So, you know, if you are in somewhere and in a kind of social media realm where it's, which is kind of tangentially and not too awkwardly related please do give us a little plug because i think that's actually how we we grow yeah that's true not just being in the echo chamber so please 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 as kerry said give us a review but you know if you're out there and you have a chance to and you're you're minded give us mm. a plug you mentioned football there peter thank you so much to those of you who have joined our fantasy football league yes uh they've there's quite a lot of you, and I cannot wait to see what happens. My son did my team, I have to tell you, and I've just seen that Arsenal are winning 1-0 at half-time uh, in the first game of the season for the Premier League. So, whoop, whoop. Uh, we'll probably lose now, 3-1. But, um, yeah, thank you very, very much for participating, and we'll give updates next week on how everyone's doing. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Kerry, um, it's going to be you and me again next week, isn't it? I'm losing track of who's... Yes, it is us two. That's right. Matthew might be trying to um, 
uh, do a kind of MacGyver and get some equipment together, but more than likely it will be you and me. So, that yep. so um, uh, guys, either take a week off or, <laughs> or <laughs> listen to us again. Um, and, yeah, Terry, um, thanks for putting up with me, as always. Oh, don't um, be daft. I love it. It's been two years of this now, hasn't it, you and me talking shite about the archers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it has more than. When yeah. did we start on that old, old chestnut? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, I tried to erase it from my memory. It was the beginning of the first lockdown. We, I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but it was the beginning of the first yeah. lockdown. So, yeah, well done okay. us. Hang in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Good. Thank you very much. And see you all next week. Yeah, have fun, everyone. Hang on.